Good evening. You're true to the second episode today for the Back in the Stand podcast. Mark here, your host, still here. So we've Kevin still with us. Kevin, we were just going to go through here um, the results of the GA action at the weekend. Um, we put up the results of the Christy Ring, Lori Marr and um, Nikki Racker Cups yesterday. So um, on Twitter, so I won't I won't call out those because there was a lot of games and we want to get cracking into it. But on Saturday, we had... We'll first start with the, the hurling championship, and there was a lot of hurling on on Saturday. So in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship, and um, there was a classic in Crow Park, and um, Kilkenny won on a scoreline of three twenty to two twenty two. It was a really high scoring game, um, and that was followed by um the meeting of Galway and Wexford, a very convincing win for Galway, one twenty seven to seventeen points, um. And in the Monster Senior Hurling Championship, in a result or a, a result that I quite predicted, not the scoreline, but the result, Waterford beat Cork on the scoreline of one twenty eight to one twenty four, um, so that probably puts Cork in a bit of trouble. Um, in the Joe McDonough Cup, Kerry had a very impressive win, um, against Westmead on the scoreline of two nineteen to fourteen points, and there was a very high scoring game between Antrim and Carlo. It looks like it was a draw. It was. It was a draw. Um in the Joe McDonough Cup. It was a scoreline of two twenty five to five sixteen. Um so if my maths is correct, that makes it thirty one points each. Um and there was a few football matches then in the Monster Championship and Connacht Championship. Um and that's the results are after leaving me now, sorry. I'm playing around the computer and my IT skills have failed me. There was the Ulster Championship and Munster Championship. So in the Munster Championship, Limerick beat Waterford quite convincingly below in, in um, Dungarvan on the scoreline of 214 to 9 points. And we had a really good game of football in Clonus. And I was shouting at the television, to be honest, because if it's over my father's house, he doesn't have the sky package. And if it was gone to penalties, I was going to miss about 15 minutes of the cart match. But realistically, it was a really good game of football. And Kevin caught Monaghan, really. Monaghan thought they were cruising at one stage. Um, so Cavan won by a point, two fifteen to one seventeen. The last kick of the game, um, they won by a free. So that was a fantastic result for them. And on Sunday we were blessed with a, a day of sport between soccer and GA. Um, so in the Connacht Football Championship, Mayo beat Leitrim quite comfortably, two fifteen to ten points in an eleven point win. Very much you would have expected in the Leinster Football Championship. Low the out. They lost to Longford on a scoreline of 1-7 to 1-9. Um, Wexford are also out. They lost at home to Wicklow on a scoreline of 11 points to 2-9. And Offaly beat Carlo 3-14 to 20 points, which you'd have to say is a very, very impressive scoreline considering the atrocious weather conditions that there was around the country yesterday. So fair play to the footballers of Offaly and Carlo for putting up such a massive score. And in the Munster Football Championship... We Tipperary beat Clare, which for me was surprising considering Clare in Division Two of the league, um, on a scoreline of two eleven to one eleven. In Ulster, we had a very good game of football between Donegal and Tyrone. That's Tyrone out now for the year. Donegal won that by two points, one thirteen to one eleven. Armagh beat Derry on a scoreline of seventeen points to fifteen, and in the Munster Senior Hurling Championship, um, Limerick were very very impressive. Um, they beat Tipperary on a scoreline of 3.23 to 2.17. So that's a, a win of nine points by, by Limerick um, down in Parky Creeve. Um, and I'd have to give credit to, this, to, the, to the ground staff in Parky Creeve. I think it's at Sports Solutions or someone um, um, does the pitch. 
it was absolutely fantastic. It, it, it was the best held pitch of the year of of the whole weekend. But I think that's not surprising. They have drainage down there. Um, but I think Kevin, just I, I just want to ask you a question before we dig into some of those games. We we'll start with the football championship. It was kind of great to see, in my opinion, knockout football again. It was a, it's been a very long time now since the provincial series has been knockout twenty years almost, and. It, I thought it brought a great intensity to the games at the weekend, and I'd have to say the football at the weekend was far better than darling. Um, yeah, look, so, certainly some of the games that I was able to catch up on, like you, you, you knew exactly when teams clicked. Oh, hang on here a minute, this is knockout. There's no qualifiers to be looking forward to here. Um, certainly, Monaghan employed the incorrect tactics in the second half against Kevin. What they were doing parking the bus, I'll never know. Um, there was a moment as well, kind of in the game between Mayo and Leitrim, where you, you kind of said there how Mayo had a, had a convincing win over Leitrim, but they, it was far from kind of convincing up until maybe 15, 20 minutes to go. Um, Leitrim were actually up four points to no score after 10 minutes of that game. Um, that was on RT News now, so I actually got to watch a good bit of that. Uh, but Mayo were, were, were scared, so they were. That's for certain. Um, in also what was absolutely atrocious conditions. Yeah, um, I suppose look at, speaking about that one, like as you said, Leitrim had a good start there, but you would have always expected Mayo to pull that out of the bag. Like, I, I, I kind of like it was very much the same realistically when like in in the soccer when Arsenal were playing Dundalk last week. That like when a team of like Mayo plays a team like Leitrim, more often than not they'll win, and they this. There's a minimum score that they'll actually win by, even if they don't play well. So, like the scoreline was convincing, even if Mayo weren't. But I'd I'd have to agree with you on Monaghan. Like they were six points up, absolutely cruising. And I think was it Jimmy McGuinness said in the in the analysis after on Sky Sports that when or was it Donahue, one of the two of them anyway, when you lose the momentum in the game, and especially when you give it away. It's very, very difficult to give it to take it back, and there's no doubt Monaghan handed the initiative of that game to Cavan. Cavan really they they reeled them back in, and once they had started, Monaghan couldn't stop it. No, and certainly look kind of like some fantastic points scored as well um, by Cavan, especially kind of towards the end of it, and just like the the goalkeeper uh, Galligan, like uh, absolutely balls of steel, like so he is to kind of. They get the the last point when we thought Rory Begum was had brought it into penalties, but um, look to be fair, yeah. as you say, look these top teams they almost always certain to win, but look any given Sunday and Kevin proved it. Um, they really went at Monaghan. They could have laid down and died. They were what seven points down at half time. Uh, but now look, they have what they will think is an easy tie now against Centrum, um, and a fairly handy road to a, an Ulster final because then they'll meet the winners of Fermanagh and Down, um. So a good day's work for Kevin, and certainly Monaghan will be shooting themselves in the foot, um, and like that, it's 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 just it was it was poor to see. Kind of, Banty should have. Uh, we we all thought he would bring the um the Ulster Championship back to Monaghan. Now that he's back up there, but yeah, it was the first big shock of the of of the championship. Absolutely, and like I'd have to say, looking at the Ulster Championship football or the Ulster Championship games over the weekend, like there was some fantastic football on display. As you said, there was some great point scoring by Kevin there, and they, like, they, they only a week on from getting relegated to Division Four, they or relegated to Division Three rather, they they pulled out pulled this one out of the hat and knocked Monaghan out of the championship, 
And like likewise, up in Valley Buffet, it was probably one of the worst conditions I've ever seen in a match anywhere. The wind and the rain was shocking, but I'd have to say both teams really embraced it. They got stuck in. They, it was a real battle, and like that man Michael Murphy again. He like he, he started as a forward, but like he was playing everywhere on the pitch yesterday, up and down the pitch, getting on ball the whole time, looking for the ball, working really hard. Like the pace, probably he doesn't have the same pace as he used to, but like what an what an impressive victory for Donegal. Um, and Tyrone will be definitely very disappointed to be out of the championship so early. Yeah, certainly because I I kind of gone for Tyrone in our pre-match predictions. Um. Almost simply based on the fact that kind of when they played Kerry and Eden Dark after the game was moved from from Oma um, in February, just in absolutely atrocious conditions, I thought it would suit them because they really grinded out the victory against Kerry in February in the league, um, and like that they had a great win against Mayo last weekend, um, and certainly I, I thought Tyrone were there and thereabouts, and again they had built up a, a handy early lead as well against Donegal early on, but. What I found about Tyrone was right at the death. They were probably maybe going into the 68-69 minute. They were two points down and they went for goals when they could have taken their points. And I think they had three or four um, attacking um, opportunities and all went to begging. Kind of like, you know, if they had taken their points, they could have forced extra time and who would have known what would have happened there. So it was just a bit disappointing to see that they panicked probably a bit too early, went for goals and didn't take their points. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's they, they did... They did try and place an overemphasis on goals, all right. There's no doubt about that. Um, but like I wouldn't be too critical of Tyrone either. Um, I thought there was very little in the game. Donegal just had that little bit extra. I think if in any normal year with Tyrone losing in the Ulster Championship like that, I don't think anybody would have wanted would want to draw them into qualifiers. And like we see now, um. There was a, a young Canavan, I believe he's Peter Canavan's son, um, really stepped up to the mark. They're they're missing Cahill McShane. Um, but to be fair to to um young Canavan, Dara Canavan, he scored a goal that his father would have been proud of. So I think in Tyrone they have a lot of young talent there. Um I think Sean Kavanagh spoke about that as well in the Sunday game last night. In the years to come, they are going to be very competitive, but like my opinion here, Kevin, and I, I was listening to Pat Spillane and Sean Kevin to talk about Mickey Hart last night, and I thought the man was showing a lot of disrespect, to be honest, and I think this question comes up every year. It always seems to be asked of Sean Kavanagh as well, and I think it's very unfair considering the service that Sean Kavanagh gave to Tyrone. Like, Mickey Hart has been manager of Tyrone now for 20 years. Does he deserve more respect from RTE? And I know there's issues between him and RT, and I don't think that should come into it. Then to have every time they get knocked out of the championship, that the speculation about his position comes up again. Um, look, my my side in that is uh, like I'd almost side with what was said yesterday evening on the Sunday game. I think it almost is time for Mickey Hart to step aside. Um, look, he's almost like like he has like he, he's he's won the respect to say look that when he wants to go, he'll go. Kind of he's he's brought him three all Ireland's in I think six or seven Ulster Championships. So like he, he had he, like he does deserve um to be able to say when he goes himself. But I just think that after almost twenty years it is time maybe for a new man to go in. Like it's two thousand eight since their last All Ireland. Um and like that they've always been kind of said, look, their underage setup was it was was fantastic kind of in the noughties. But they haven't won a minor I think since two thousand and ten 
Um, maybe it is. Yeah. And under twenty ones, yes, they're there, thereabouts. Um, I think they won it about five years ago. But again, before that, you're going back another ten years again. So look, I think a fresh face wouldn't do them too badly. Yeah, I, I I don't know about that to be honest because like I think he's like. Obviously, they haven't won the All-Ireland since 2008 and everybody keeps mentioning that, but I think what people forget is from around 2010, from 2010 to 2014 or 2015, maybe, Tyrone slipped really low and he stuck with them. I brought through a new generation of players and I just, I, I, I actually see the comparison between Mickey Hart, to be honest, and Brian Cody. Like, Kenny haven't come close to winning an All-Ireland in the last five years. The last one in 2015, um, they were destroyed in the final last year by Tipperary. They were beaten well in the final by Tipperary in 2016 as well. But I think Cody's the right man to bring through a new generation of Kilkenny players. And I think Mickey Hart is the right man to bring. Like, what, like if you're a young player of 19 or 20, what more could you want than a, a manager taking you into the senior setup who's been there and done it all and has so much experience and has so much experience of bringing through young players? I think Tyrone are blessed to have him. Look, I, I think my issue with Mickey Hart and why Tyrone is time maybe to move on is just the way they play. Like they scored what one was it one eleven against um, Donegal at the weekend, but then you look like they, they yeah. put up a massive score against Mayo the week before. Like they like they they need to decide are they an attacking outfit which they can do or do they want to just constantly play in this negative, um, like just. God awful football, which is what they did at the weekend when they put up as I say three fourteen against uh, a Mayo, which if they had played the way they did last week and also in terrible conditions against Donegal this weekend, they would have beaten them and they would have beaten them out the park. Maybe, maybe so. And look, I look, I, I don't know. Maybe Mickey might want to call it a day himself. I, I just think that I don't think Sean Cavanagh should be put in that position. But I think look, he, he's he's there to do a job. But look. I, I, I think Mickey Hart deserves the time to take the space himself. And I'm not sure what people in Tyrone think. Do people in Tyrone want him to leave? Do they want him to stay? I'm not sure. But like when you look at Tyrone and just you look around in Ulster, I think they probably still are one of the better teams in Ulster. Like we saw Armagh beat um, Derry at the weekend. And like Derry are managed by Rory Gallagher. And I know Joe Brody had a lot to say about that. But like Armagh have, have improved over the last couple of years. But I would argue with Armagh, like they are going to go up to Division One now with the league next year. I think Armagh are miles behind that. To be honest, I think they're 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 nowhere near as good as Tyrone. Uh, that game now was on BBC as well. Um, yesterday, I was kind of I won't lie, I was kind of flicking back and forwards. But again, look, no, I, I think Armagh again, if they can play their game where they go attacking, um, they can be a threat. Like you know, they're play, players like Jamie Clark, um, who look just fantastic footballers. Like the day. The standard of point scoring um, yesterday against Derry were brilliant. And now, don't give anything away to Derry. Derry almost had them. I think they won, was it two points in the end? Um, but certainly, I think the Ulster Championship is coming back like that. You, like Monaghan will be back next year, certainly. You, you've done the goal in Tyrone, who battled it out. And, so I think Armagh can, can stand up to Tyrone. And if Kevin can go on a bit of a run, look, you know, hopefully they'll be back at the top table as well soon. Hopefully, and look, we won't forget Down and all of this either because, like, Down have been promoted now, I think, from Division 3 to Division 2 along with Cork. So I think the standard of football across Ulster is in general very high. And, like, I think another province whereby 
the, the standard of football is kind of coming along quite nicely. It has to be in the Munster Championship as well. Like I would have thought that Clare would have been favourites to beat Tip and Torless on Saturday. Um, but to be fair to Tip, they had a bad couple of years the last two or three years. But they really have to come back and they, they did a good win against Clare. Um, yeah, fantastic. I, th- I think they were up by seven or eight points going into in, into injury time. So it, yeah. it finished three points of a margin. So it kind of did the scoreline did kind of flatter Clare. But um, we like like we 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 went with tip before the game. I I, I wasn't surprised. Kind of look, um, power there down below Tipperary. Kind of, he's starting to get the the squad back together again. Like you know, a couple of the players were injured in the league and fellows going off traveling. But yeah. look, now look with Quinlan and uh, Connor Sweeney and Brian Fox and a couple more of the lads kind of uh, getting back in there and gelling. It's it's kind of like the team was it the the minor team kind of twenty ten twenty twelve. This is kind of their last hurrah. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised to see him be clear. I thought it'd be a bit tighter than what it was. Um, but again, fantastic. The only thing just to watch out for them is they have a midfield lad, Stephen O'Brien, who went out injured. So we'll see what what's wrong with him and how long he'll be out for. But they'll be looking forward now to getting over Limerick and um, taking on Kerry in a, in a Munster final or Cork. <laughs> You've got the other Cork in there at the end, but look, yeah, Cork and Kerry do play. Is it is it the Saturday or is it the Sunday? It's this weekend anyway. Um, like you you would imagine, like not you would imagine, Kerry are very strong favourites there. Cork aren't given a hope by the bookies, and I think that's fair. I think it, it, Cork might put up a good performance, but we are probably looking at the Tipperary um Kerry Monster final. But obviously, Kerry being the but saying that there, though, so like, I wouldn't rule I just, out Limerick either. Limerick had a good win against Watford, kind of um. Ian Corbett um, has always been kind of flagged as a as a fantastic um, footballer. And it's just great that RT came out today and said that the, the Limerick and Tip match will actually be on TV next Saturday. So it's on early next Saturday. So I'll be looking forward oh, to fantastic. tuning into that. Because um, usually in Munster, it's only really Cork and Kerry that gets the TV. So look, it's good that mm. Tip and Limerick um, like that, look, who played out a fantastic hurling game yesterday. Um, it'll be good to see their footballers on TV now. Absolutely, and like even looking at the highlights on on the Sunday game last night of Limerick and Waterford, like even though Waterford, even though Limerick won that quite well, like some of the the point taking from both Limerick and Waterford was exceptional down there. Now the the wind will probably um, carry the ball further, especially if you're kicking with it. But I thought some some of the score taking down there was absolutely exceptional. So hopefully that Tipper Limerick match will be a good match. Um, Hopefully it'll be a bit more um, close than the Tip and Limerick hurling match yesterday, and I think that's probably a good way to start. Um, looking at it, like I think I I tipped Tip to win. To be honest, we tipped Tip to win um, in our pre in our pre match um, predictions. But looking at looking at Limerick yesterday, I think they look unbeatable at the moment. Um, yeah, look, look, just just the quality that Limerick have from one to fifteen, and just like and. I'm sure there's 15, if not 30 fellas behind them that could come in and take yeah. place as well. But look, just Aaron Glenn, absolutely like fantastic. What was it? One, one six, two, two six yesterday, even. No, I know one five was from place balls, but look, he like a real, real threat. And that lad Morrissey and yeah, um, Hegarty as well. I just think Limerick are just they're just a class outfit. They are, and like you look at some of the Keen Lynch as well, and like he's someone I have in my fantasy team. Um, um and like the amount of work that they put in and I think it's it was in stark contrast to Cork on Saturday night, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But like 
people talk about the skill and the obvious kind of the strength and physicality that Limerick have, but their work rate is massive. And like Ian Lynch got on some amount of ball, like you could see him pop up anywhere on the pitch and his distribution of the ball is absolutely fantastic. But like they, I think everybody knows now just how good Limerick are. They were probably caught against Kilkenny last year and everybody was looking forward to a very good close game here, but it wasn't that close in the end. Um, so, like Limerick at the moment, I think they're five to four favourites to win the All Ireland, and the second is four to one to Galway. So, Limerick are very strong favourites to win the All Ireland now, um, and it'll be hard to see how anyone would stop them if they keep that running form up. But I just want to talk about Tip for a second. They like it's the second year in a row that they've taken a bit of a beating off Limerick in the Munster Championship. They came back last year. You would probably argue they they had an, a kind run to the All Ireland final last year where they beat. Um, Kilkenny so well they're they're probably an ageing team the likes of Paddy Maher who was taken off yesterday and Seamus Callan and a few others do you think they'll find it hard to come back Look, from this? I think they're looking since they've got the boy into the, the second round of the qualifiers um, because if if you're the likes of Cork yeah. now looking into a pathway to the other and final um, I did five game five is it sorry four weekends now in a row that they're looking at after playing this weekend so that's five in a row like it's going to take their toll yeah. So look, at least with Tip, look, look, they they get to avoid one of those games. Look, it isn't going to get any easier, I suppose. Tip will look to get the the winners of Leash or Clare. They'll want to avoid either Cork or Dublin, um, and then they'll see how they go from there. But look, never rule Tip out either. No, absolutely, you you can never rule Tip out. Um, like as the old saying goes, "Hey, saved and Tip bet," but it takes a long time to bet Tip. Um. But yeah, I just think you speak about Cork there, and like I, I think Cork probably in a big bit of trouble this year. Like looking at that match against Waterford, like everybody speaks about Cork's work rate and Cork's lack of physicality, and I think that was shown up again. Now, I think from a positive point of view with Cork, they had three of the minor All Ireland finalists playing um, on Saturday: Sean O'Leary, Hayes, Robert Downey, and um, Dara Connery, and. Another one came on, Brian Turnbull, who's who we'd have good hopes for, but I just think that I don't know. Cork were there for the taking, and yet again, a Liam Cahill side turned up and turned Cork over and did it in a way which was entirely predictable by working hard, swarming, and by outworking Cork. And I just think like Cork of Dublin in the qualifiers now this weekend in Turles. I'm not entirely confident that Cork are going to have much more involvement in the yeah, The one thing I would just year. fear for Cork is kind of watching the game. Now, I don't know if it's because there was no crowd noises or anything, but it just seemed to be very flat. There was no drive or passion in the Cork team. Um, like when their backs were against yeah. the wall, they almost just lay down and take, took it. And then you look at what Dublin did against Kilkenny. Um, like I think it was, was there a 14 point gap or something at one stage between Dublin and Kilkenny. And Dublin almost snatched it at the end. So Cork just need to watch that. If they do get into the motions and they do build up a lead, that if they're very lackadaisical or if there's no passion or drive, Dublin will catch them. They will. And like you speak about that, that Cork almost kind of laid down and took it. And there's just one one incident that I want to talk about that the Sunday game didn't, didn't talk about at all last night, which I was very disappointed in, which was that dirty stroke that Austin Leeson pulled on Seamus Harnady. And... I was talking to someone involved in my own club who'd be kind of quite well involved in various Cork setups for minor and so on. Um, 
and he thinks the wrong person was hit in that if 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 Austin Gleeson had done it to Robert Downey or uh, Cahillan that he'd have got a belt back. But I don't think it's the first example either of um, Austin Gleeson doing that. He's done some like something like that before in 2016. I saw him break it mulch's nose as a National League match. So I think this kind of aura around Austin Gleeson and everyone talking about how great a hurler he is. I think he's a he's another adjective. I wouldn't. I'm not going to repeat it here. Um, but I I don't know. I, I I have very little time for Austin Gleeson to be honest. But I think it, it it says more about Cork than it did about Waterford last year in the Munster Championship above in Ennis. Um, Jerry O'Connor, the joint Clare manager at the time, caught Daniel Carney and threw him over the line. He he actually pushed him over on the sideline, and not one Cork player came in to say, "Oi, don't put your hands on my teammate." And I think that says a lot about Cork, to be honest, that like yesterday, Harnady was hit and not one Cork player decided, not one Cork player went up to Gleeson and said, go on, do that to me now and you, you'll get it yeah, back. Yeah, look, it's, it's disappointing to kind of see almost the the lack of kind of team spirit or standing up for your man. It's almost as if it's just uh, everyone for themselves within the Cork setup. But look, unfortunately, it's, it's a crime that's going unpunished um, since the start of time with hurling. Yes, Austin Gleeson was caught on by the cameras doing it, but like you go to any game and, and it's happening. Um, so the GA just need to bring in proper sanctions. That if you are caught um, striking out of the player, that there's a proper suspension. And look, you would hope that they like like it was there clear for everyone to see it, and um, that it will be picked up by the governing body, and that uh, a suspension is forthcoming. Hopefully, because it's important that we we do kind of follow the rules. Because, like speaking of hurling rules, we I think we saw at that match, and there's no doubt Cork deserved to lose it. Like. The, the punishment for steps overtaking or taking more than the three steps. I don't know. I, I I I thought looking at the games on Saturday that the steps rule had been increased to six or seven. To be honest, because there was a lot of liberties being taken with it, um, and like people talk about. Oh, we were talking previously about oh, should the slitter be made heavier and is the ball going too far? But I think we forget forget about those kind of distractions and if we actually start following the rules and implementing the rules we'd be better off because like we have a black card in football and I don't think there should be one in hurling but like there are clear rules of the game for hurling and we all hear hurling people and I can be one of them sometimes let the game flow but has let the game flow become a kind of a code word for don't blow for freeze because we don't actually want yeah, to I see think you freeze. Can see with some refs kind of who like that they, they can blow up maybe a bit too much and for overcarrying and then kind of people are on his back. So I, I just think, what's the word? And kind of look like there's just too much interpretation given to referees, just like kind of the soccer we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's no consistency. So yeah. like I, I, I do think it kind of does get on referees' backs if they're blown up too much. Um, kind of the crowd and players around them, and then if they don't, aren't blown up enough, then people are on their backs. Um, and look, in terms of taking steps, like it, it absolutely drives me insane. Oh, Merchant took only, uh, he went from one, he went from midfield to to Kerry's goal in the other and final replay last year, and he only bounced the ball twice and sold it at once, and he scored a goal. But sure, look, you know how you can go seventy meters and only yeah. um say let's say sold it three times. But anyway, um, look, it's just one of those things. Look, you just have to let it be and move on. Unfortunately. You do, and look, there's no use cribbing about the referee. If you're not good enough, you have to take your beating and make sure that you don't get beat the next day. And that's the message I'd have for Cork, and not that there's going to be anyone from the Cork camp listening to us, but like from going to Cork games, there's no sense now just complaining about the referee. Just forget about it. Make sure the same doesn't happen the next day. Um, 
And like we'll just move to the Leinster Championship now. I thought Galway were very, very impressive against Wexford. Davy and Davy after the game we were speaking about Wexford and he kind of said the same thing as I've said about Cork. There was no work rate, they they didn't fight, and that's not something you associate with Davy Fitzgerald teams. Um and I saw kind of commentary on social media a bit that oh Davy takes the team so far and then they won't get any further. I think that's a tad harsh. I just think Galway were very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I agree with you. Kind of Galway did kind of storm them almost. Um, but look, I I think Wexford will look at it as well. Look, they're they they've they've got the boys as well into the second round of the qualifiers, so they 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 they'll come again. Their 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 championship isn't over just yet, and I think that's the way for David to see it, and he'll really rile them up now. They'll be going first come the qualifiers. He will, and I when I saw the qualifier just draw this morning, I was hoping we wouldn't play Wexford because there's going to be a reaction. Like they, they have some top players there, like Lee Chin and Connor McDonald, and so on. So I think their their involvement in the championship certainly would be a lot more um positive by the time they. I was going to say the summer is out, but by the time we get to the end of this winter, um, and like we speak about the other game as well, but Kilkenny and Dublin, like. Jesus, like Dublin had a very impressive win against Leash the following week or the previous week, and Kilkenny raced into an absolutely massive lead. But you'd have to give Dublin fierce credit that like they never gave up, and like they could have pulled it out no, of the so bag. I in the that, end. That's what I mean, kind of by what, what Cork need to watch out for um, next weekend. If if you don't have the passion and the drive to really kill a team off, um, and like that, I'm sure Kilkenny probably thought they had killed Dublin off. Uh, but yeah, Dublin were absolutely awesome, and and they were almost unlucky not to snatch the draw right at the end, um, like that they were they were kind of choked up in the first half, um, but like when they played in the second half, they were just some of the the, the shooting was just unreal. It was out of this world, and fair play to them. Yeah, absolutely, and like I think, like when I was looking at the Galway match or looking at both of those matches, like I think Kenny and Galway will be up right up there at the end of the. At the end of the year, um, I would argue at the moment that the, the the Leinster Championship is nearly more competitive now than the Munster Championship because, like, I think in the Munster Championship, to be honest, I think both Clare and Cork are probably a bit off the pace. Limerick are miles out in front of everyone else, and Tip are probably a bit better than Watford. But you look at the Leinster Championship, like, the, the matches have been very, very close in terms of like who's played each other so far. And like, we're going to look now at the final between Galway and Kilkenny. Well, we're not going to look it out, but like we have a final between Galway and Kilkenny and like Galway have been very impressive, but Kilkenny, I I think they won't, they won't want to get another beating like they got off tip last year. And I just think that the Leicester Championship's form is uh, actually uh, probably look, stronger it, now. It makes a case for a straight knockout that it, it's, uh, in terms of how good it can be, I, I think the Munster Championship probably is still stronger and kind of the round robin form a suits Munster in terms of the teams that are there. Would we have thought Waterford would have been in the Munster final yeah. over the last couple of years? Certainly not, I think. Was the win against Cork their first win in two no. or three years, maybe? Um, yeah, so like Four. insane. But so I think I, I, you, you, you'll probably see two Munster teams, in my opinion, coming out of the qualifiers. I, I still think it'll be Tip and Cork to come out of the qualifiers. Um, I think. Cork should have enough in there, and I, I, I do believe they do. Um, as long as they avoid Tipperary, um, if Cork can avoid Tip in the second round, the two of them should come out of it. Um, so yeah, look, even though, um, Munster is, um, tougher in my opinion, 
Um, but look, it's it's great to have two very competitive championships. Absolutely, absolutely, and like we just we finish up. Just I I just want to say a brief word about Cork again, and like I was talking to my dad on Saturday after the game, and we were talking about um the young players coming through for Cork and whether they'll get more of a chance. And I think they will, and I think there there probably is something building in Cork in that we're getting better with underage. We've done a Cusack now, the minor manager, like. He's been tipping Limerick since the start of the year to win the senior all Ireland, so there's obviously no bias from his point of view there. But I think maybe he'll take the Cork senior job when he thinks that there's going to be a strong enough panel there to take on in that the likes of Sean O'Leary Hayes, the likes of Robert Downey, the likes of um, Derek Connery and Brian Turnbull and Billy Hennessy. In two or three years, those guys will be in their very early 20s or to mid-20s and they'll be a lot further down the line of their progression and I think he'll take them on at that stage and maybe they might improve. But I I think I think much like we spoke about in the Premier League, Kevin, I think it's important for supporters of Cork hurling especially to not get too impatient because we do have a lot of young players coming through where we have gone back in the last two years. There was no doubt Limerick and Galway have improved in the last two years. Um, and Dublin have as well and Kilkenny are always going to be there. So I just think that Cork people need to be patient. Um, I think we're probably, when you look at it, like Tip have a few underage teams coming through, but most of Tip's big players, the likes of Paddy Nair and those fellas, they're on the wrong side of 30 or just about to be on the wrong side of 30, whereas Cork have a lot of young players coming through. So I don't know. I, I think Cork may, may come good at, at some stage, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I think if I was going to make a prediction on it now, Limerick and Galway are going to win the Munster, the Munster and Leinster finals and I think they're going to be playing yeah, look, for my sake, final, it, like, I'm, I'm surprised if Kieran Kingston went back to the Cork setup. Um, if the team were going to progress the way they played on Saturday against Waterford so certainly look when he was kind of the player's choice to go back he would have been upset in terms of how, of how they played but look he wouldn't have gone back as I said if, if, he, if he thought that there wasn't kind of um, opportunities there. So, look, I think Cork should come good. And like that, as I said, look, I can see him coming out of the qualifiers. Um, and then I think when they do come out of the qualifiers, still, you, you'd be hoping that they might get another crack at Waterford and that you've a semi-final then lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I hope so. But speaking of a team coming good, I just want to speak um, for a second, Kevin, about... Kerry Hurdlers, I think they did a very good win against Westmead on, on Saturday. I think it was on Saturday anyway. Um, Westmead, as we both know, were in the Joe McDonough Cup final last year. Um, I saw Westmead above in Mullingar this year against Cork in the National League, and I thought they were very, very good against Cork. So, like, it's the second weekend in the run, the Kerry have had quite a comfortable victory. So, you must be yeah, very happy. It was happy great with to kind of put up a victory again against Westmead. They beat him as well last year in the Joe McDonough. And this Westmead, who kind of have been. Division one for a bit um hurling. So it was great to to get the win over him. So the lads now will look at Antrim. They did they're off next weekend. So it's two weeks time now they they'll they'll go up to Antrim um and we'll kinda of see how we go from there. So that's the big one. And then they've Carlo who came down from Leinster after that. So that's the follow, the the final game. But certainly if they can get a win against Antrim and they came very close in the league final, um you should see a Joe McDonald Cup final then for Curry. Yeah, and look, um, like obviously, I 
in terms of football. Like the rivalry between Cork and Kerry is huge. But in terms of Munster hurling and Kerry hurling, I think the sooner we get Kerry back involved in the Munster Senior Hurling Championship, and obviously the only way they can do that um, is by completely progressing. And look, we spoke before about the barriers to entry that exist for Kerry, but I just think at this stage um, we need Kerry back. And there, there's, there's obviously a, a very there's a significant part of Kerry where hurling is very strong, and we've seen like with Shane Conway producing brilliant players, and like being honest in the under twenty match that I saw Kerry play against Cork, I thought Kerry were quite impressive in that as well. So I think look, Kerry hurling is prodding along very nicely at the moment, and I just hope that hopefully we'll see them back look, in the indeed, Liam McCarthy at some if, stage. If, the GA want to progress kind of Gaelic games in certain counties. Um, like it needs to be access for all, and that's kind of look where, where I would fear kind of this Taltine Cup coming into the football. I've, look, the pandemic has paused it for a year, and it'd be great if the GA could reconsider it because I thought you've the Sunday game on last night, and there was no mention of results, never mind highlights of the lower league hurling matches, and that would just be my fear for football as well. And like there, there's there's a lot of counties where. That would Absolutely. be considered um, second tier and third tier in hurling and football from next year onwards. And I just fear that Gaelic Games will totally evaporate from those counties. Yeah, and I, I have to completely agree with you there because like, I'm from a junior club myself like, and, and we both know that like, for the summer, for the last part of the summer, I was doing a, a podcast series called The Shandoon Corner one while the county championships were on and it was precisely for that reason I decided to do the Shandoon Corner because like and I think Pat Spillane actually said it last night the GA is an elitist game in that like we only focus on the main competitions whether whether it's at club level or whatever like when it comes to junior grades or intermediate grades within counties those grades don't really get that much attention, especially the junior grades. The junior grades really don't get that much attention. And I think you're right with the Talton Cup. It's going to end up the same way the hurling has gone in that you're going to have a nice old cup there for teams that we don't ever see. And they, should, they, they, they play away amongst themselves, but we won't give them any credit or any coverage for it. And I, I think it... I think that's... We remember years ago, the Tommy Murphy Cup. I remember... They used to be played in Crow Park, but the reason that died on its feet was because there was no there was no prominence ever given to it, and the teams in it didn't treat it seriously because they weren't being treated seriously. And I think hurling is probably a different landscape in that the likes of Down Derry, Mayo, Armagh, Tyrone, Donegal playing in the Christie Ring and Nicky Rackers Cups, that's their level, but that doesn't mean that they deserve any less appreciation for it. But I think football is an entirely different landscape. Like Carlo are a lot stronger in football than Donegal are in hurling, and I think if if you give Carlo, if you put Carlo into the Charlton Cup, for example, and you don't give it any coverage, they they forget about it. The players won't play, and it'll it'll end up the same way as the Tommy Murphy Cup has gone. So, I think you're right. Looking at the Sunday game last night, there was no mention whatsoever of the Joe McDonough Christie Ring, um, Nicky Rackard or Laurie Mar Cups. Um, I put up the results last night. We put up the results last night on our Twitter and Facebook pages. But like, unless the GA starts promoting those competitions themselves on their own social media platforms and um, giving them more respect, I think if we go down that road in football no, as yeah, well... No, and certainly that's what I'm saying. And the, the whole idea of the GA is to promote Gaelic Games. And it's just upsetting at the moment just to see the, the, the kind of lack of respect shown. Um, yes, no, fair enough, it is... 
it's not the the GA who are showing the the highlights package on a Sunday night, but the GA, as we said, kind of a couple of weeks ago, need to push for part of the licensing deal um, to to show off the kind of the talents and the commitment and dedication being shown by these counties and these players. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, I think that's a good way to leave it. Um, you know, something we brought up a couple of weeks ago and we'll continue to highlight the plight of the weaker counties and the, the developing counties in both hurling and football. So we'd just like to thank you for listening in. Um, um, hopefully you've enjoyed the show and we'll right. speak to you again next night. week. Right. Thanks very much and thanks for joining me, Kevin. Thanks very much for listening to another episode of the Back of the Stand podcast. Uh, we'd be very much appreciative if you give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Back of the Stand 2. And also look us up on Facebook. You can just search the Back of the Stand. Um, and please also subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify or whatever uh, podcast uh, platform you use. Um, we'd very much appreciate um, the support. Thanks very much, guys.